Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. We are in the final chapters of Genesis, and we are seeing the passing of blessings from Jacob to Joseph and to all the brothers. Um, some final goodbyes and really like the closing of of both those significant characters, Jacob and Joseph. So, what do you got, Ryan Zook? Uh, this is is it's interesting. I mean, I'm excited. This is the end of Genesis, so I like seeing like what is going on. We were we were introduced all the way back. Like the book of Genesis starts where there's nothing, and the mm-hmm. spirit of God hovers over the void. And God speaks, and there's light, and there's darkness, and there's land, and there's <laughs> birds. Like, there's nothing. Now we're ending the book, and we've got a lot of somethings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of somethings. Is that a fair? <laughs> yes, that um, works. So we're kind of wrapping up the story of Jacob at the same time. In the same chapters, we're kind of wrapping up the story of Joseph. Uh, we start out in chapter 48 with this bizarre recurring theme of firstborns not being recognized as firstborns. Yeah. So Jacob kind of does this arms crossed. Situ- I wish you could see me. I'm crossing my arms <laughs> over my microphone. Uh, Jacob does this weird arms crossed blessing on Ephraim and Manasseh. It really and- gets on Joseph's nerves. <laughs> Joseph's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but he's doing it on purpose. And there is like a little bit. Well, of- and it's, you kind of don't think that it is on purpose because they like mention that How he can't see very he well. But he's like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is right. He's just sticking to it. He's like, don't worry. I've, I've been deceiving before. Um, it's interesting. And there's a little bit of an Easter egg here in that he blesses Ephraim over Manasseh Mm. and Ephraim is going to be like the line of Israel's most immediate leaders. So we'll see in Exodus that Joshua will come from Ephraim. Mm -hmm. And so that would stick out to the original audiences that are hearing this like, oh, wow, that's Joshua's. Yeah. Whatever. Grandpa. Um, and then Jacob goes on this. I, I don't know. I think I think we could debate this. The the heading, which the headings are not inspired by the Holy Spirit. They're just editors. The heading for chapter 49 <laughs> is Jacob blesses his sons. If you Yikes. received some of these things, would you think it was a blessing? Well, when I that was my first reaction, actually, after we read these. Uh, because it's supposed to be these blessings for all the sons. But really, well, as I was listening to it, I was like, Wow. I wouldn't want to be that one because that doesn't sound very great or shoot. I wouldn't want to be that one either because just what he has to say about them is pretty rough, actually. So my guy, Ruben, loved him. My guy. I my liked guy, him Ruben. so much. He like, I don't know. He just stood out from a lot of the other really not so choice decisions of the other brothers. But there was one instance where it's kind of a big Ruben instance. was with his dad's concubine which i mean you even listen to that his father's concubine so that's kind of annoying i think you have a weird reuben sized blind spot for all Uh, yeah but jacob had a concubine let's just talk about that for a minute but anyway so he like just spills it out to him like well screw you because you were with my concubine in my room (laughs) couch couch Couch, yeah but that's all he gets and just like oh so that would be scandalous because he is yeah, the firstborn. Yeah, the firstborn. Normally the one that receives very special blessing mm-hmm. and he doesn't. So a lot of these blessings um, 
You can call them blessings if you want I was going to say, I don't even know if I would call them that. A lot of them line up with either what we have seen in the past or what we will see in the future. Well, Simeon and Levi, when they took out that whole city of people, their blessing, if you will, basically says uh, their weapons of violence are their swords. Um, Oh, my glory be not joined to their company. No, it just feels like these real big smacks in the face. Hopefully they had some good moments together. Well, it is interesting because, we'll again, we'll see this tick shape. And these books were written way before anybody would have actually known how this took shape, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. So Moses wrote these books as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to do so. Uh, we don't actually know how this plays out in some of these instances until, like, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. You know, like, mm-hmm. some of these things that occur, we, we don't know about them. Um, what about Judah? I was interested in his. Well, Judah, I mean, obviously the most compelling thing is but that... Judah's a hot mess, too, just for the <laughs> Judah record. is a mess. But um, this is forty, chapter 49, verse 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Um, the first group of people that would have been really excited about that line would be the people that were excited when David came to the throne, because David is a descendant of Judah. And so in, in like the kingdom period, the first kingdom period of Israel, people would have read those verses and been like, oh my word, it's David. Like that is yeah. Jacob's blessing. We read those verses and we're like, wow, it's not even David, it's, it's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and so we have another instance. We've, we've had several allusions to Jesus here in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. That's pretty impressive. We should be keeping track. We should be keeping track. That'll be a, that'll be a, another year's. Year two. Yeah, year two. <laughs> uh, but it is. It's an, it's. Looking forward to the fact that Jesus will be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, mm-hmm. descended from the line of Judah as a part of God's promise to Abraham. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's very powerful. Um, just to tie up some of this, one of the things he says to Simeon and Levi is that they will kind of be like sojourners among the land. Mm-hmm. They won't get their stuff. And what's interesting about that is the priests are descendants of Levi. They're known as Levites. Uh, they end up not living in any specific part of the promised land. They live in 48 specific different cities around the land. And the Simeonites end up living in a portion of Judah's land. So a lot of what they say becomes true. You were smiling about I, something. When, well, it's because the other day when we were talking about Levites, it was just like, oh my gosh, that's from Levi. Yeah. It just, like, clicked. Yep. It's like, the, okay, I feel like a dummy. The priests are the Levites, and that's because they are descendants was, of Levi. What is that saying? I was today years old or yeah, whatever? Yeah, today years old. Yeah, that was me. Anyway, so we finished up the the chapter with... Um, Jacob becoming a mummy. Yeah, but... And also Joseph becoming a mummy. <laughs> not just that. You thought it was Brendan Fraser. It's actually Jacob from the Bible. No. I was mostly thinking about... Uh, oh, okay, so... Jacob dies, right? And the brothers are still totally freaked out because they think that Joseph's going to turn around and, like, punish them for all the evil. So we don't actually know, but the brothers say, hey, by the way, Joseph, dad told us to make sure we tell you to forgive us because (laughs) I think they just don't want to have to deal with the consequences. But Joseph doesn't even have the consequences. That's what's so crazy. No, Joseph is like, yeah. So they, so they're still just not trusting. Jacob dies. The brothers are afraid that he's been kind to them only to be faithful mm-hmm. to Jacob. 
Uh, it's like one of the. Uh, it's like one of those crazy things. It's it's actually in The Godfather, but it's like oh it, my. as long as my he says mother, <laughs> as long as my mother lives, you'll be okay. That's so right. they're they're like ah, he's gonna Godfather us, but <laughs> but he doesn't because Joseph is an incredible character. Joseph is one of the few biblical characters who has incredible integrity. We have seen so many yes. people miss the mark and just be like sketchy and nasty. And God uses them regardless. Mm-hmm. Joseph is actually one of those dudes that's actually a pretty good guy. And we see this here. He's like, no, like what you meant for evil, the Lord meant for good. Yeah, he I was is... just going to say that verse. It's in uh, f- chapter 50, verse, let's see, 19 and 20. Joseph told them, don't fear, I am, am for I am in the, or am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil things against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So How powerful is that? Imagine... Imagine, seriously, being um, in a place where you could have gone through something terrible Mm -hmm. and you are standing in front of the person who made sure that terrible things happened to you and you are faithful enough in God to be able to say that person, hey, look, you meant to hurt me, but actually God meant to prosper me and I'm not going to hold it against you. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Well, especially because he is like the youngest saying this to the old, well, all the oldest, basically, outside of Benjamin, but she is. A couple extra credit things here before we get to your part, so you can be thinking about what our part is, Jenny. Uh, <laughs> a few extra credit details. Joseph dies at 110 years old. Uh, we, we We have... <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> Jenny's a teacher. Um, we have seen the lifespans of people get younger and younger and younger and younger yeah. and younger to the point now where Joseph is dying at, at like the age of an old man that we would say see today he's i mean 110 is still pretty amazing but it's believable so that degradation of life since the flood is now getting in line with where we're at today also joseph declares god will surely visit you and you shall carry my bones up from here uh right before he dies and we see that when the israelites are set free from egypt they carry his mummified bones gross out of Egypt. It's not gross. It's a fulfillment of God's promise. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, he's not inside the Sphinx. <laughs> he's not inside the Great Pyramid. I want to go search. <laughs> uh, so, I get excited about this just because, again, guys, like this book started out where there was literally nothing. nothing. Like, yeah. God had to create the world. Now we're seeing all these different families, all these different kingdoms. It's like the prequel. Jacob receives, Jacob, when he dies, receives essentially an Egyptian royal funeral. Which yeah. is amazing. Like there's there's chariots and horsemen and servants, and they're all taking him to the place where Abraham is buried, uh, where he bought the field in the promised land. And so we've seen God be faithful to His promise, guys. Like God did what He said, and this is not a fairy tale. This is real. This is mm-hmm. actually the story of our history as believers in Jesus of humanity of humanity. This <laughs> is this is how God has prospered us and cared for us and been faithful to us. Man, if that doesn't firm up your faith, I mm-hmm. actually I'm not sure what's going to do it. So. <laughs> So what's our part? What we're seeing here at the end of Genesis that applies to us for our part actually is like the death of these two men. So you've got Jacob who has lived this life where he has actually even said like this life has brought lots of evil. Like I've made lots of really not so great decisions. Um, And I think he like looks back over his life as just like, ugh. I wish I could have done this better or that better. But then we also see Joseph, who as he's coming to the end of his life, 
has like what we were talking about earlier, just like an incredible amount of integrity that one met in like with these situations of like serious opposition, he extends mercy and extends grace every time. Um, and like holds to that. So I think it's just kind of an example to us of the decisions that we can make, um, that should line up with that same desire for integrity. I think it's good. I mean, ultimately Joseph is just, Joseph is probably the best character we've seen in the book. Um, and he's still nothing like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we can we can live lives that honor Jesus by looking like Joseph mm-hmm. um, through the challenging things that come up, the, the, the things that maybe somebody else meant for evil, uh, yeah. that, that God meant for good. So we just encourage you. I know... I know sometimes it's easy to say something sitting behind behind a microphone. I have no idea what your life is like. I don't know, you know, maybe you're headed mm-hmm. to work, maybe you're headed home. I don't know what you're walking into, and I know some of you are walking into really difficult things. So I don't want to oversimplify it, but Joseph does show us an incredible example of what it means to live a God honoring mm-hmm. life. And empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can do the same thing. So uh, live out your part today. It's been very exciting to see what God has done in Genesis. I am equally anticipating exodus book two down wow uh, yeah there you go there's only 66 minus two three <laughs> to go two to go oh. so we'll see you tomorrow bye. bye genesis 48 after this joseph was told behold your father is ill so he took with him his two sons manasseh and ephraim and it was told to jacob your son joseph has come to you then israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed And Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will make you a company of peoples and will give this land to your offspring after you for an everlasting possession. And now your two sons, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine, as Reuben and Simeon are. And the children that you fathered after them shall be yours. They shall be called by the name of their brothers in their inheritance. As for me, when I came from Padan, to my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan on the way, when there was still some distance to go to Ephrath. And I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, They are my sons, whom God has given me here. And he said, Bring them to me, please, that I may bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so they could not see. So Joseph brought them near him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face, and behold, God has let me see your offspring also. Then Joseph removed them from his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both. Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. And Israel stretched out his hand and laid it on the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, crossing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my father Abraham, fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys, and in them let my name be carried on, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, 
and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him, and he took his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not this way, my father, since this one is the firstborn, put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his offspring shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you Israel will pronounce blessings, saying, God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you again into the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to you rather than your brothers one mountain slope that I took from the hand of the Amorites with my sword and with my bow. Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what shall happen to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might and the firstfruits of my strength, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power. Unstable as water, you shall not have preeminence, because you went up to your father's bed. Then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. O my glory, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willingness they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's son shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion. And as a lioness, who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Binding his foal to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine, he has washed his garments in wine, and his vesture is the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the shore of the sea, He shall become a haven for ships, and his border shall be at Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, crouching between the sheepfolds. He saw that a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant. So he bowed his shoulders to bear, and became a servant at forced labor. Dan shall judge his people, as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a viper by the path, that bites the horse's heels, so that his rider falls backwards. I wait for your salvation, O Lord. Raiders shall raid Gad, but he shall raid their heels. Asher's food shall be rich, and he shall yield royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe that loose that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow by a spring. His branches run over the wall. The archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely, yet his bow maintained unmoved. His arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the God of your father who will help you, by the Almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that crouches beneath, 
blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of your father are mighty beyond the blessings of my parents, up to the bounties of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph, and on the brow of him who was set apart from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, in the morning devouring the prey, and at evening dividing the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. This is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with a blessing suitable to him. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field at Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephon the Hittite to possess as a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for it, for that is how many are required for embalming. And the Egyptians wept for him seventy days. And when the days of weeping for him were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, I am about to die in my tomb that I hewed out for myself in the land of Canaan. There shall you bury me. Now, therefore, let me please go up and bury my father. Then I will return. And Pharaoh answered, Go up and bury your father, as he has made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father. With him went all up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as the household of Joseph, his brothers, and his father's household. Only their children, their flocks, and their herds were left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen. It was a very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, they lamented there with a very great and grievous lamentation, and he made a mourning for his father seven days. When the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning on the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning by the Egyptians. Therefore the place was named Abel Mizraim. It is beyond the Jordan. Thus his sons did for him as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah to the east of Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite to possess as a burying place. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph, saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because the evil they did to you. And now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of God, of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, 
but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph remained in Egypt, he and his father's house. Joseph lived 110 years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children of Machar, the son of Manasseh, were counted as Joseph's own. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.